0: Welcome to Being Better Podcast where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia and I am your host. Every week I take a concept, a technique or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. Here we go. to being better podcast i'm very happy you're here and i hope you are having a lovely day i had a great week i did some trail running in the mountains which was very needed because i don't do heel training enough and i know that i need to do it more often because i realized that each time i do a high altitude training then a couple of days after that i'm always so much faster and so much stronger so that was my discovery and if you want to improve your running pace I think this is something that I will recommend I I know it is proven you can google it if you want but but hill training is very uh, very needed I think it's not just in running but but also in cycling and other in other endurance sports I know that altitude training is very very needed but that's it for for the running content this week i think Uh, i crossed the limit so so i i will shut up now um and let's talk about this week's guest and today you will hear my interview with jada jones who is an actress a dancer a podcaster and a youtuber and you know just a very beautiful soul we talked about her experience with not going to college and with acting and starting an online business and just so much more uh, if you want to learn more about her jada's channels social media and and her podcast will all be attached in the show notes so as always go there for all the information and recommendations uh, mentioned in the episode um, so i'm not going to keep you waiting any longer and here's my conversation with jada jones and welcome back to being better and today we have an amazing guest on the show because jada jones is here hi jada how are you doing
1: i'm doing so good how are you
0: i'm great i'm very excited to talk to you (laughs) um but for the listeners who haven't had the chance to to learn about you could you introduce yourself and just tell talk a little bit about who you are and and what you do
1: yeah, so my name is Jada Jones. Also, I just love the way that you say my name. I'm like, okay, you can just say my name anytime that you want. I love it with your accent. It just sounds so pretty. Um, but yeah, so I'm Jada. I'm 18, uh, turning 19 next month. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. We're in February. I didn't realize that. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, I turn uh, 19 next month. Um, I went to a performing arts high school, and that's where I you know, started dance, musical theater, um, all the things. I also started my YouTube channel while I was in middle school and 18th grade. And now I still do that. And now that's my work. And then I also have a podcast and uh, I literally do everything. So anything that you name, I've probably done once <laughs> or twice before. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. There you everything, go.
0: <laughs> everything that Jada does will be attached in the episode description. So go there and, and check it out. I'm sure you'll <laughs> love it. Um, But Jada, at the beginning of the show, uh, there is a segment called recommendations. And as the name suggests is uh, that I or or the guest share something. It can be a book or a movie, a product, a podcast. We just share something with the listeners that is, you know, fairly accessible uh, to them and and something that is educational or interesting or just funny. Um, So what could you recommend for the listeners to check out this week?
1: Okay. So it can be from like any category. It doesn't matter. Any, any,
0: I mean, it should be something mm. that, you know, they can experience for themselves. So, mm-hmm. uh, something that's, you know, but the, something I, I think of it as something that's like kind of physical, but in a way that you can see it or touch it okay. or, or listen to it,
1: you know, maybe. Um, a recommendation I thought about it, but I thought, hmm, let me see. I think I'll bring out the book Can't Hurt Me. I read it last year by David Goggins. It's one of the most life-changing books, in my opinion, like ever. Um, I'm not really a big fan of nonfiction books, but I'm into self-help and, you know, sometimes autobiographies and whatnot. Um, but this year, I've, this year and last year, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction and Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's the absolute best. If you're like in the lowest point of your life and you just feel like you can't get out of it or like there's no way out like this book is just so amazing um it just teaches you that your mind can really like power over anything and his entire biography about his life is just wild like he ran 100 mile like marathons there's not even marathons but like he's literally a man of steel yeah like yeah exactly so he like ran those like he's like been in the military like he's done so many things and like he was even abused like as a child and he just shows like how it doesn't matter where you come from like at all because he's come from the lowest of the lowest point and has been homeless and has you know done all these things that like you can still be the most powerful person in the world and he's just he's just so inspiring so yeah i I would definitely recommend that
0: yeah, I've heard about this book and I—it's on my list. It's been on my list for quite some times because there's there's so many people who may recommend it and it's good. Yeah, and and like the the cover is is also nice because you can see the guy <laughs> and he's looking you know intimidating as hell. Yeah. So uh, there will be a link to that as well. And Jada, thank you for your recommendation. I will definitely also check it out because it just sounds like sounds like something for me. I love these kind of books and you know, I, I live for uh, kind of like stories or of people who do things that I see or I used to see as impossible. And those books are just like mind blowing every time for me, because I when I finish that book, these kind of books, I just always feel like you know what? I used to be wrong. You know, this this is not impossible, and, and there are people who actually do these things. And I'm like, actually, I'm I'm probably going to run a marathon uh, this year. Um, oh my gosh! Right? Really? I, yeah, because I am from my training, I know that I am able to run a half a marathon. I basically have done it, um, but uh, I've I feel like I can do a, a marathon as well because. Well basically if you run it like easy and I mean I've been running it in like for 3 years consistently like pretty much every day so so I know I am capable of doing it and it's just I'm I'm kind of just like putting it off each month or or each mm-hmm. year but I know that you know I I can do it and and these kind of books always inspire me and remind me like holy shit you know there is yeah. there is that he and runs I want to a do ton
1: that. Yeah, like that whole book is about so much about running and how, at one point of his life, like when he first started his journey, he was like so overweight. He was, I think oh my God, I think he was like almost 300 pounds and he couldn't even run a quarter of a mile. He was like, I was already winded. And like, now he's just like, and that's in a span of, you know, less than a year, he was able to run like ultras. Like I was like, oh my God. Like he just became like this man of steel and just like, didn't care what anybody said about him anymore. And just like, I don't know. It's really inspiring. Again, you're, you're, you're going to love it. So when you yeah. read it, definitely let me know. I will check it out. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, but with the recommendations out of the way, (laughs) let's get into the episode and that's First thing that I wanted to ask you is um, your history with, with acting and dancing, because I know that it is a big part of you. And and to understand a lot of things that you do in your life, I think first we have to talk about your main passions. And, you know, I saw you dance uh, in your episodes, in your videos. And, you know, your you dancing compared to me looks like, I mean, my dancing compared to yours looks like I have like <laughs> a seizure or something and (laughs) it's so yeah it's it's just so bad but uh, how how did it all start
1: yeah so I like I said uh, earlier I went to a performing arts high school and middle school like my school over here is interesting but my school was even more interesting because um like, usually kindergarten through fifth grade is, like, elementary school, and then sixth through eighth, which is, like, a short period of time, is middle school, and then nine through twelfth is high school. Um, so, usually middle schools and high schools are separate. Like, you go to two completely different schools, but for me, my middle school and high school was one school. So, um I stayed at the school for six years. It should have been seven years, but then I graduated early to actually pursue dance and acting and whatever. Um, but I started dance at the age of seven. I went to a performing arts like magnet elementary school, which where they just incorporate the arts more than usual. If that makes any sense, like other elementary schools, they you know they like do the occasional like dance class here, or, like they'll maybe not even dance, like an art class or like Spanish or like learning a new language. Um, but my school, like we had the arts every day. We would incorporate it more into our curriculum so um usually it's never a question of like oh like where do you want to go for middle school after fifth grade like most people just go to the you know the follow-up middle school and high school that's performing arts so it's not that I didn't get a say because you do have to audition but like after fifth grade I knew that that's kind of what I wanted to do or thought that that's where I wanted to be you know was the art school so I auditioned for that and then I got in obviously um you have a you have an uh, an advantage if you go to an elementary magnet school there's only two so if you go to those you don't have to be put in a lottery you can just immediately audition but if you go to another uh, you know elementary school you have to be put into a lottery first and then you have to get the audition so for me that was really lucky because all I had to do was just audition and you know get in and then we usually more kids get accepted from the magnet schools just because it's like oh like you've danced before oh like you whatever but me like thinking about having to audition for like a school in fifth grade like i don't know like why like it's just crazy like you're so young at that point and then you're just like auditioning already like to be in a school um But yeah, so that's where I went, and that's kind of where dance started. I also danced at um, Charlotte Ballet Academy for many, many years. Um, uh, Starting at age seven, I did rec. It was like recreational dance, and then uh, it's because um, I was like a scholarship student, and like all of us were essentially scholarship students with uh, the recreational program. Um, And then once they realized that I actually take it seriously, because we did it at like a gym, it wasn't anything like super, you know, fancy or anything. Because we were more of like the I I I wouldn't say like lower income but yeah like we didn't have the money to pay for like huge like classes at the you know at the main studio at the big studio so we got free like once a week dance classes on Wednesdays in like a gym um that, that was the time in my life for sure um <laughs> so we did that and then um after about three or four years I actually moved to the main studio they moved me up because they were like okay you don't need to be here anymore like there's no reason yeah. to, to be here um so then I moved there and then I started dancing there and then um That was when I was also making the transition from middle school to high school. So then after staying at Charlotte Ballet for about four years, I would say four or five years. I quit my freshman year just because the program was getting too rigorous. Um, the teachers were interesting and they honestly prioritized kids who didn't look like me. Let's just be real. Um, so there was a ton of, you know, privileged girls. I mean, look, that's normal. So, I mean, that wasn't even something that I was like shocked about. I was just like, you know what? Um, I go to a performing arts high school anyway. I'm a dance major there anyways, and I'm still getting, you know, dance classes there. Um, and then I started also doing musical theater so I was involved in all of my shows I did every single show because I was one of the only musical theater and dance majors for like six years so yeah I was like the only one up until like eighth grade and then one of my friends like did musical theater and dance but up until then I'd been the only person who did like both of those majors and they're both like show heavy they both you know have a lot of training and rehearsals and this and this and this so um Yeah, so I was like, well, I'm getting that at school anyway. I was like, even though I'm a scholarship student at Charlotte Ballet, I might as well just, you know, let someone else have that scholarship who's like, you know, really wants it because there's no point in me like holding up a spot for someone who could really, really want it and like really benefit from it. But right now, like it's not serving me. So I was like, okay, time to go. So then, yeah. So then after that, I just kept up with theater and then really immersed myself because Charlotte Ballet was really, again, ballet heavy. So even though I did modern and jazz once a week compared to the like four times, five times a week that I did ballet, it was just not really you know and it seemed like the girls weren't really uh how do i say like they weren't really versatile in their styles so they only knew ballet and they weren't good at jazz or modern um and i didn't want to be that because obviously the modern world is like switching even commercial dance is like huge like concert dancers are huge and then just like actually like dancing in movies and this and that. And I was just so much more interested in that than like joining a company, which is what, you know, typical ballet dancers do once they go to like a school of ballet or whatever. Um, so yeah, so that's what I did, and then yeah, I just moved on with theater and just kind of learned jazz and modern and hip hop and did just so many other things from being at my school and then just learning and then moving to New York City after I graduated. And yeah, that's that's how it all started. Long story, but we're we're at yeah, the end. no, no, no.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, we have the long format, and I think that's the beauty of podcasting that you can learn about the whole story of the person with with all with all with every you know detail and um, agree yeah I, that's what I love about podcasting I mean we <laughs> can really talk about anything and everything and it's always like it's always interesting like I can listen to podcasts uh, where the host talk uh, talks about you know their trip to you know this store and I feel like whoa that's so interesting I don't know why yeah <laughs> um but anyway it looks like you've been like auditioning since you were a kid and I mean that's that's kind of uh that That's weird because you know when I remember myself when I was seven, I could not like understand the basic things when it comes to like how to act in front of adults and then you know to to persuade them to you know uh get a a job or a dancing job or an acting job that's you know that's a big thing for for a little kid and um I know when it comes to additions uh there are a lot of there's a lot of rejection and disappointment disappointments and and expectations that you can have and and I wanted to ask you how uh, did you learn to to deal with the rejection and I'm asking because you know I personally really really struggle with with where I want to be and in comparison to where I'm currently at and and um, expectations that I have and the disappointments that go with it then it is hard for me to, to deal with it. So I was just curious because, you know, you have so much experience with, with this, um, with additions and with, with rejection. So how do you, how you deal with that?
1: yeah um the entertainment industry is one hell of a person like the whole industry is just you know i mean it's rejection is inevitable essentially and that's just something that you have to learn as a performer actor whatever you do in the entertainment industry or any industry honestly like even if you're working a corporate job and you're you know applying for a job and you get rejected you just have to learn that that's just a part of life and that someone else is going to want you um it only takes like one yes to change your life and until you find that like then just keep going because you will find something. Um, You will definitely find something unless you quit, but you can ask any actor, any adult, honestly, like, have you been rejected once? Whether that's from a relationship or like a person or like a job or like literally anything. And that's just something that everyone kind of has to learn everyone's dealt with rejection at some point so there's no reason as to why i should kind of wallow in it you know what i'm saying like i always give myself like the day that it happens like if someone else gets casted or whatever obviously congratulate that person and like feel like so good if you know them but other than that it's like you know if you're sad about it like be sad about it and, and then like get over it like one big example was that i had um uh i had already moved to new york city uh i was there at 17 and i was nannying for uh, a family and that was like my whole thing and i loved being there i was there alone so it was even like crazier and um i was the youngest person in the room for uh, a hamilton audition so i'm bringing this up just because like you guys would know what that is like everyone in the world knows what hamilton <laughs> yeah, the musical yeah, yeah. is um so yeah but this wasn't like the tour or anything this was like the actual broadway show so like everyone wanted to audition for it and it was huge there was like 500 people there um I was the youngest one and uh i auditioned and i actually got a call back. so that was super exciting and then during the call back there were literally only 35 people and i was again the youngest person um but i had to remember that um i mean first of all that was right before covid happened so i know that the person who got casted probably didn't even get to work yet which sucks that's just awful um but yeah so like even learning in that experience it's like just knowing that it's 9 times out of 10 not even about you at all like they were probably they were looking for a track role and if you don't know what a track role is it's like someone who's like um How do I say like understudying all the ensemble parts? So there's understudies for like the leads, but there's track like side, like track roles like on the side to put. Okay, I I think I I kind of swing. It's a swing. Like uh, I don't know why I said track, but it's like to fill a specific track. Like someone who's already there. It's a swing role so that they can fill in the ensemble whenever someone like gets hurt or something. They can just like swing in if that makes any sense. So yeah, Yeah. so it was that kind of um, role. So because of that, like that person who, you know, they're trying to fill the spot for, they had a certain body type. They had a certain look, like they wanted it to be as like seamless as possible. So they were really trying to cast someone that was, you know, probably the exact same body type as this person. So it doesn't matter. Like it whatever it was, like, it probably had nothing to do with me at all And that's something that I had to remember And I just wanted to be grateful for the audition And just being able to, you know, do a combo With all these talented, amazing women And knowing that I got a callback And knowing that I was this close, like, means that, you know That there's definitely something for me as well um, So, yeah, and this is after so many girls being like Oh my gosh, like, I've never gotten a callback i auditioned for Hamilton eight times And I've never gotten a callback <laughs> And I just, I mean, I kept my mouth shut And that was my first time auditioning for Hamilton And I got a callback, so it's like It just doesn't, you just have to know your your self-worth and know that you're going to make it you know in, in whatever you do but if you have that attitude and you're just like oh like i just hate how other people are getting the opportunity which is like literally what i heard all these girls talking about i just keep my mouth shut and i listen to what everyone else is saying um but yeah like if you have that attitude like you're never gonna get anything so yeah exactly. just be grateful for like you what have take you have and just yeah like you have to do so much it doesn't come with just like auditioning just because you audition doesn't guarantee you anything but you also have to like trust your skills and know that you're good enough otherwise if you keep like self-deprecating and keep like oh I'm not good and like so and so and then like start tearing someone else down I'm like you literally you look like a mean girl like you just look mean like stop doing that like you're you're literally like retracting away all of the opportunities that you could have possibly gotten because of your attitude like stop so again again it's like never about you like even if you don't get a job or whatever like that means that there's something else that is destined for you that may be even 10 times better but if you accepted this job and you say you didn't even like it you know like then it wouldn't have been good at all and you're just like stuck with it so i always tell people i'm like rejection again is inevitable it's just how you handle it and how you continue moving forward with it because there's always going to be something for you
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, trusting your own skills is something that I, that I forget about. Like, actually I, I know that I'm, you know, I'm good or, or, um, that I value myself, but when it comes to, you know, getting rejected for something, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I always, I just seem to forget, you know, that, that I feel that I'm valuable. That I think that I have skills and it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, I, I want to remember that, but but sometimes I just don't. Um, but I also, I wanted also to ask you, because I know you are very op- open about your experience with not going to college and mm, that when you finished school, you decided to pursue your passions and and do it on your own. And I just want you, I wanted to ask you to, to talk a little bit about that. So, so when did you first started to think that, maybe college college maybe it's not for you
1: so I was in grade 11 I'm gonna call it grade 11 for your purpose but yeah so I was (laughs) in like my 11th grade whatever um so it's my junior year and junior year is honestly the year that like everyone's like oh college like oh I need to do so good and take my ACTs and SATs all the exams you know that you need um for college whatever so that was just a lot and then first of all I wasn't even thinking like I don't know. It's it's not that I wasn't thinking about college. Um, I actually really wanted to go to college. Like, I wanted to go to, like, University of Southern California. I think that was, like, my biggest, like, dream school. But then I don't know what like just triggered me to be like, ah, no, but I do kind of know what it was. So I had been taking summer classes like, uh, during my freshman year and during my sophomore year for no reason. Like I didn't need to, I didn't need to like retake anything. I didn't fail anything. I just wanted to take extra summer classes because, oh my God, what if like, you know, if I get all my credits, like maybe I could have the possibility of graduating early. So I had to look at my, um, I guess what's it called it's like the guidelines for how many uh credits that you need per subject so like you need like four English credits to graduate you need PE and you need um to be CPR certified or whatever you also need to do um you know like four math class four three science credits four history credits like whatever so you need all those credits out the way and I realized that I'd taken all of my credits um during junior year because of everything that I'd done and I'd also had like a really high GPA I was like you know what is it possible to graduate early like I just have to ask because, again, I've learned this so much. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Yeah. Remember that like <laughs> it will always be no. So like even if you ask, the worst thing that they can also say is no. So just ask because I would not be in the place that I am today like Honestly, living I in New York City that. like you know, you can you can
0: <laughs> just so I, so. I will tattoo that on my, you know, forehead and every time I will mm-hmm. see that I will do it this way so I can, you know, see myself in the mirror and it will be, you know, perfect. So I have to do it the other way. And I will tattoo that sentence that if you don't ask answer will always be no yeah i i I don't think about that enough i i'm so glad you said that
1: yeah i mean like people don't think about it enough because they're so scared of rejection and i'm like if you're scared of rejection like then how are you going to be able to move forward through life like you know like do you think that everything's just going to be handed to you like i genuinely think that i mean I've gotten so many opportunities just from being like, Hey, do you need someone to work on this project? You're like, Hey, um, are you guys accepting like brand collaborations right now? Like I'd love to work with you guys. Like if I don't reach out, like who am I to like think that, Oh, they're going to reach out, you know, like they don't know me yet. Like that's not their job to figure out, you know? So like, if I want to reach out, I reach out. And if they currently aren't accepting people or they'll keep me on wait or like just no period, then that's okay. So, um, Yeah. You graduated graduated early, right? Right. So yeah, I graduated early. So I was in my junior year and then I was like, you know what? I think I can graduate early. I finished all my credits. So I asked, um, and they were like, sure. And even they were like, just kind of My counselors were awful. My school was interesting, but my counselors were definitely the worst. They didn't keep up with stuff. They didn't follow back up with you. And counselors, like, in the name, they're supposed to help counsel you for, like, oh, what college do you want to go to? And, like, you know, getting everything um, set up and, like, helping you figure out, you know, your next steps for your future. And they just sucked at it so I had to do all my own research I had to like they were about to miss the deadline and all they had to do was get the principal to sign the paper I could have gone to her myself but they wanted to do it like just so many tedious things that I had to keep up with like I would go to them every block and be like okay did you get it done no okay I'll be back next block okay did you get it done and it took like literally two weeks for no reason and it's a simple signature on a paper and I could have almost not graduated early because of the fact that they didn't get their stuff together so I had to you know on my own time like be accountable and like had to go to them like every single day if I had to you know because I mean if I just brought up oh like I think I want to graduate early they probably would have been like no like if they if they tell you like what they want like this is your education you should have power over that so if that's something that you want tell tell like them like make sure that it happens because I'm pretty sure if I didn't stay like pertinent on the situation like I'm pretty sure they could have just been like no like whatever like don't do that you know because I'm pretty sure that happened to some other people like they just didn't they didn't have almost the confidence in themselves to be like hey I think like not I think like this is what I want to do like I need to graduate early because this deals with my career like whatever um and then yeah so it happened for me and I was one of the only students that graduated early I think I was was the only one I'm pretty sure and that doesn't happen often at all um so yeah I graduated and then after that I moved to new york city and that's when i kind of decided i was like well sorry i'm like skipping so many steps but like i decided (laughs) because i was graduating early that there's not really a reason for me to go to college right now because i would have had another year in high school anyway so i was like you know what i should use this time just to like have it as a quote-unquote gap year you know like it makes sense so that i can just you know go to college exactly so like an early one so that i'm like still quote-unquote on track like whatever that means no one's really on track no one's off track it's just like (laughs) in your head you know um so that I can be like quote unquote on track like for like my class when they graduate so then I'm like in the same class as them you know so I was like okay like I'm just not going to go to college uh, and I decided that before I even graduated high school um, and then by the time I graduated high school I realized that I just didn't want to go to college at all I can't tell you what flipped the switch or anything, but like, I just realized that I learned so much more through experience and through just having, having life be there. And like, I know myself, and I know that I'm going to be able to make money and that I will make money. And, you know, and that's like the thing everyone's like, quote unquote, worried about, like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm going to make enough money. Like, you know, my parents, this, my parents, that, and I'm like, I had to convince my parents through like them Having to trust me that like I can do it like if you just fail every single class and then you tell your parents that you want to pursue your dream like you can't like you can't do that you know like I mean I wouldn't believe you either if you were my kid you know but for me I know that I have always been you know like on time with things like always turning things in like making straight A's like I, there's just no reason as to why
0: you gradu- graduated
1: early so you yeah, have to be exactly. you know, good and and right. the, so- the GPA speaks for itself exactly so i mean my parents trusted me so much like they just know that okay like she's already like you know like i've been proving myself to them since i've like been five like not saying that you have to prove yourself to anybody but how are you going to get anyone to trust you like this is like going up to someone and being like cast me in your movie also i make d's in school and like not saying that you have to be the smartest like cookie ever like i mean if you do acting you don't need to get straight a's but also like I just like you, even if you don't like school, do well in it, you know, like there's some people who like genuinely just can't do well, but if you can, and you just don't care, no one's going to want to hire you for anything because you're just, you just seem lazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's essentially what happened. I graduated early and then I moved to New York city. <laughs> that's what it, happened. And-
0: Have you found that people have a lot of misconceptions about you and, um, you know, when you told them, I'm not going to college or or, I'm not in college or I want to be an actress or a dancer or a creator. So do you feel like there are are a lot of stereotypes related to, to not going to college?
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. But also, I did go to performing arts high school. So I feel like everyone was like, you know, it's like whatever you want to do. There are some people who haven't gone to college from my school who have like made it big and like do things on Broadway and like whatever. So it doesn't really matter. But for me personally, they know that like or like they I'm speaking like our school because our school was our school was a small size like we had 500 kids in middle school and 500 kids in high school which is really really small here like usually there's 3,000 people at one high school and they're all in high school so for me like everyone kind of knew everyone so people were like why are jada like why is jada like not going to college like she makes great grades like there's no reason as to why you shouldn't and even all my friends like i know some of my friends who were super super talented like who didn't even have to go to college that could have probably started booking on broadway immediately but for some reason people just want that college experience so much even if it's going to cost forty thousand dollars which i literally don't understand um to just like have fun and like party like i don't understand and even now i see i'm like these are the people I just don't take advice from people that, like, aren't in the place that I want to be because I'm like, why do I need to do that? You know, like, I need to listen to myself and trust my intuition of where I need to be so that I'm, you know, like, happy in myself, confident in my decisions. And now, like, these people who were like, oh, like, you should have gone to college. they are like, I wish I didn't go to college, you know? And I'm like, well, you listen to everyone around you. You listen to your parents. You fed into what everyone else was saying. And you wanted to audition for X, Y, Z amount of schools because someone else was doing it. And I'm like, I just didn't care about that, like, at all. And I think that's why people respected my decision so much after the fact you know like they had to see like oh like what I was doing and like oh yeah like I continued growing my channel and like this and this and this but like it just I you just have to come from a place of not caring and just like moving forward and just keep moving yeah just keep moving forward and just being better for yourself because that's all that matters at the end of the day like this life is so temporary and not even real at all you know like and you just (laughs) have to remember that so just make yourself happy and do whatever makes you happy because yeah like what's the point and just following into something like listen like if college is what you want to do go to college have a ball but like don't tell me that my decision is wrong especially if you don't like your own decision and then yeah. you're like falling into it and I'm just like I just don't understand that so yeah I mean there are obviously tons of misconceptions with not going to college because you know parents advocate for it they're like oh go to college like you're gonna get a good job and like, like it, you're gonna safe, right yeah they, they it's, it's safe, safe and that's the thing and and look like as a parent like i mean i can totally see how from a parent standpoint like you just want your kid to be secure like you don't want them to like not have a job and whatever but also it's up to the kid and the person's decision like to be like is this what i want you know if they're responsible enough to make that decision you know and even then if you if you feel like you're not responsible enough to make that decision take a gap year. Like, there's nothing saying that you can't take a gap year and then join college whenever you're ready. But don't just go to college straight out of high school. Like, I always recommend this. I'm like, don't go to college if you're not ready. Like, you're spending yeah. so much money for classes that you don't even say that you you don't see the money because you just see the number. You're like, oh, 30000 dollars a year like that's not that much and i'm like oh my god i'm like do you realize that like you could spend thirty thousand dollars on an apartment in la or new york city and like make your dreams happen especially if you get like especially if you went to a performing arts high school yeah got the training already you know like you you have tools in your belt like right now to make your dreams happen like why why you know and so i mean again that's up to whoever else to decide for yourself but for me that wasn't right but you know it's so easy to be like oh college like you know the kids who don't go to college early Crazy, you know like this and this and this but I have personally found that there are so many kids even you know My friends that I know I have two really close friends. Um, one is coming out on my podcast today Her name's kaylin. She lives in la she did the same thing She's from kansas and like I don't know how, Like we found each other because she also did youtube. She graduated high school a year early She moved to la she does acting like literally and then my other friend She also graduated early like it's crazy Like there's so many people who also do the same thing But you feel so alone in your setting because that's all you know, like from your hometown or whatever But then once you look on a grander scale there's so many people who don't go to college and make you know make things happen for them it's not what people always think it is so yeah
0: yeah wait i'm just gonna turn on the lights because i'm sitting here like a little creep (laughs) in the dark and i know that it's
1: do it you're you're perfect
0: yeah I feel like um you know globalization and and internet is so helpful when it comes to that experience because when you live in that small town and going to college and and university is' the only thing you know um uh, it is you don't you don't you don't even think that not going is possible. So when you when you have internet and you actually realize that oh actually people do that and actually there are people living in their vans or there are people who make money from uh, you know making photographs or of surfers and you actually realize like holy shit I, I want to do that as well so I know that there are a lot of people who talk about how social media is bad and internet is bad and and YouTube is bad and you know there are you know it's it has a dark side everything has the dark side but i think there's not a lot of people talking about how uh, great it is and and you know me starting this podcast or uh, becoming vegan and all the kind of th- stuff i wouldn't ever do that if if you know if it not if it wasn't for internet so i think that uh, people don't appreciate it and and focus on the on the bad side so and i think it, it is important to the focus on how social media is influencing our mental health and all the kind of stuff i think it, it is important but then I think YouTube and, and Instagram is great and and people don't think about it enough. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, talking about YouTube, I, I wanted to ask you about your YouTube career because I know that you started making videos like five years ago, which is a huge number. Yeah. I mean, you, ha- you have to have a lot of experience with, with creating online. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that because there are a lot of people who think that it is easy to create on YouTube and get you know thousands of views, but I think I, I mean I know that it is it is not, and it does sometimes take five years to, to gather a larger audience. Right. so So what do you think are are also common misconceptions that people have about YouTube and and what has surprised you the most in in your history with mm-hmm. with creating?
1: Yeah, I started YouTube in December of 2015. So yeah, it's literally just been five years. And I look back on it and honestly, the best des- best decision I've ever made, first of all, just I mean, like for the one sole purpose of, you know, having just a platform to share my content and just being able to share my life and my vlogs and my art school and just like so many things. Um, I'm eternally grateful for that. And honestly, if no one was watching, I feel like I'd still be creating videos, even if they were for myself, just because it's so beautiful to look back on and just see everything that's happened and see how far you've grown. And without the channel, I don't think I would have physically been able to see the growth, you know, like I feel like I would just like be like, Oh, like you were there. Like, You were just a kid, but, like, you know, like, I feel like I wouldn't have seen the drastic growth that has actually changed, like, as a person, with my content, like, just with so many things, um so yeah love youtube so 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 much but also like you said yeah it's taken five years to get to where i am and even i see so many of my friends who like start youtube channels and even like and they like blow up in like the first year and that's common if you it's actually more common than you think it is and it's actually sometimes disheartening because you can see so many of your friends doing so well and you want to be so proud of them and you are um but you know comparison yeah but comparison is always a thing and it's not bad unless you make it bad and that's what I always tell myself and another thing I always tell myself is that you never grow backwards like unless you're in a scandal or like whatever you don't grow backwards you're always gonna get a bigger podcast audience you're always going to get a bigger YouTube channel like subscriber base like you never just sporadically like lose a ton of subs you know so I always tell people like keep going and just be genuine and I always tell people as well like you will figure out really quickly once you start YouTube if it's something that you want to do or if it's just because you thought you wanted to do it because so many people think that they want to do YouTube because it seems glamorous. I mean, yeah, the perks are great. Like you get a ton of free stuff. Like you just like, you can work with brands, you can get flown out to places for trips, you can work on crazy cool opportunities. And that's so fun and great. But if you're not ready to put in the work, whether if that's like four or five, 10 years of doing maybe like free work that like, you know, like maybe you're not like super happy about or like whatever, like it takes time, you know? And, it's also like the quality of content. Like it's 2021 now, and if you start a channel, kind of, you know, not, not, I mean, if you do it as a hobby, like roll tide, like do whatever you want. Like, that's so fun. Like go for it, but then don't expect like for your channel, like grow and like do all these things, you know? Um, it's more important if you really want to start YouTube, like from a business standpoint, like to treat it like a business from the beginning, if that's what you want from it again, if that's what you want from it, if it's a hobby again, do whatever you want. It's supposed to be for only fun, but then don't expect things from it. Cause I think so many people are like, yeah, I just want to try YouTube for fun. And then they're Mm. like, why am I not seeing subs? And then they just like disappear off the face of the internet. So that, or just go from the beginning and just declare that this is what you want to do. And even if people make fun of you or whatever, I mean, that's such a hard thing to be like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, you know? Um, and then actually treat it serious from the beginning when you have, like, two subs, you know? Like, I know that that's probably so difficult for some people to be like, oh, like, this is my business, you know? Because it sounds like you, you just feel like an imposter already. You're like, how is this a business? I only have two subscribers. But, like, that's how you have to look at it from the beginning if this is actually what you want to see. Because you have to work hard from the beginning. If this is a business that you want to actually make successful, you have to look at it from a business standpoint. And I cannot stress that enough. Same thing for acting. Like, some people are like, ah, oh, I think I want to try acting. Um, oh, my gosh, I haven't booked any roles, like I'm done. I quit, you know. And I'm like, didn't you did you say you wanted to do it for fun or do you want to treat it like a business? Because if you want this to be a business for you, if you want acting to be a business for you, you have to treat it like a business. You have to go to class. You have to train. You have to do all these things. And if you're not willing to put in the time or energy for that, you won't see any results. So that's always a misconception. People think that it looks all fun and dandy from an outside standpoint. But when it comes to like learning how to edit your videos and actually planning content that's going to do well like it's a lot and if you don't see views in your first like five years like it's, it's gonna suck you know and there are some people who have been on youtube longer than me and don't even have my subscriber count you know and it's and it always oh my god it comes down to numbers like honestly at the end of the day and it sucks but also it's like you will grow you will continue to grow and you won't go backwards so just remember that and even if your growth and journey takes slower than others just know that you will get to the place that you want to be if you believe that you genuinely can otherwise, if you don't believe that you can, you will quit. You will quit YouTube, and that's like the end. And I always tell people, and I'm like, I'm so, I'm so sorry for being dark, but I think there's, a, but I think there's just so I mean, many no, people you, on YouTube. Dark, but you just kind of, yeah, I mean, of I'm just being just real because. Yeah. yeah, because so many people sugarcoat the process, and I just don't like that because I'm like, you tell everyone, like, you can start your dreams, just believe that you can, like, even if it's a hobby, like, you can take it so far. I'm like, stop, like, just sugarcoating over it because you know it takes so much more work than that because now you're, like, providing false hope for people when you could just tell them, like, you're going to have to work hard on this, and if this is something that you want, you will get it no matter what. Um. I'd rather someone tell me that than to be like, you can definitely blow up on this channel. Like there's so much room to blow up, which yeah, there is. But like, also it takes a very specific kind of person who knows how to edit content. And you kind of have to learn that before you start. If this is something that you want to be a business, because you can't just really start producing mediocre content and then kind of expecting a growth from that and then get better, you know? And that's what I did because I mean, I started in 2015. So like I saw my actual, like, growth happen over five years and now I'm like at a place where I love my editing like I love this and I love that and I love whatever but now if you're starting in 2021 unfortunately you can't start from the mediocre content because that's not what YouTube is anymore like YouTube is this edited like market business that like where people actually make money from this platform and it sucks to say that but also it's like you've got to keep up with the times like when I started in 2015 everyone was making like mediocre content you know and that was right before YouTube like really 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 blew up and in the creators standpoint youtube was always huge but from the creator standpoint people joining and like making content and starting channels that was rare so you know like it now everyone's starting youtube channels left and right so like you can't you can't be bad like that's that's like honestly what i have to say so yeah tons of information yeah, I there mean, I feel like
0: it's kind of I, I think david dobrik changed a lot because you know people uh, watch his videos and it's like this uh, kid actually just you know posting his friends and and they feel like oh it's so easy I can make millions like David Dobrik and just just you know record my friends and actually I yeah there are so many stereotypes and people think that it's easy and actually it's like really hard and people who make it and people who uh get money from it you know they are they worked a lot to to get to that point and I think I think people don't realize it enough and it is, and it's so, it's so admirable when, when someone makes it into their job and, and I, I, yeah, I think there are a lot of stereotypes and people think it's, you know, I can, I'm going to start YouTube. I could, people say I could do that when they see a creator who gets, you know, a lot of money from a brand deal who... who Which you, know, you can,
1: has- like, you really can. And I tell people, you don't have to have millions of subscribers to get brand deals. Like, I have 20K, but even when I had, like, 10K and 5K, I was already, like, making money, whether if that was, like, oh, working with smaller brands or, like, getting free products. Like, you can do it, but I just think people underestimate how much work that it actually takes so that it looks easy, you know? Because, I t- like, I'm not telling people, you definitely can't do it, you know? It's just you can, but it takes a certain amount of effort and like, like knowledge about the platform in order to do well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, people say, I think I just put it wrong. It's like, people say I could do that. I could do that better Right. or I could do that too. And, and I could be the David Dobrik, but you, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, uh, working with brands is something that people can do, but, um, right. I mean, uh, also, I wanted to ask you that because you know, as a young creator, I think it can be kind of intimidating to to work with brands. And I know that you've started to to reach out to brands uh, with which you you wanted to collaborate. Uh, you know some years ago. But uh, from my understanding, that wasn't always the case. And and you used to be less confident uh, in the professional aspect of creating and, and collaborating. Um, mm-hmm. So can you talk about what has changed and how do you approach reaching out to brands uh, now?
1: Yeah. So when I first started out, it was, I mean, it's always pretty standard for you to receive free product in exchange for content work. So even a couple of years ago, like I would get sent like teeth products here and there, like a face mask, some clothing stuff, some jewelry stuff, like just random things that like they wouldn't pay me for, but like I would receive them. And then in exchange, I would create content for free. Um, Now I don't do that because I don't undersell myself because I know my worth, I know my value and I know what I've gotten paid before from brands. So it just doesn't make sense for me to ever undersell myself again and never not get paid. So, I mean, and I know people who are at my number or even higher who still don't like, don't let brands pay them because like they don't realize that their content is good or they don't realize that like they can actually make money. So it doesn't matter where you are. I know some of my friends who are at like 3k and they're making money right now. So it really doesn't matter. You just have to know how to sell yourself. So for me, I have brands reach out to me all the time, but I also reach out to other brands that don't necessarily know who I am. So I've worked with like hero cosmetics. They reached out to me and like, that's huge. And i worked with them on several campaigns and kind of when you, when you develop a relationship with the brand and you really like solidify that they will keep reaching out to you over and over and over again, just because they, first of all, they know you. So it makes sense for them to like go back to you and reach out to you for multiple campaigns. Um, but, and then they, they can trust you too. Cause like you've already done work for, um, with them. So I worked with them like Curology reached out to me. Ana Luisa also reached out to me. They're a huge jewelry brand here. Um, I've worked with like Adobe on something like just like random like brands. But then there are also like clothing brands, for example, that like I reach out to. I did a thing with Blackbow. Um, I did. Oh, my God. I can't even think at this point. Like there's just so many random like things that I've done. But it's like some of them are from reaching out. Some of them are from them reaching out to me. And then it's kind of your job to just like deliver the work and just like be good, like just like be a nice person to work with. And then they'll keep reaching out to you to work on things.
0: Yeah, but um, you, do I, am I correct in thinking that you used to be less confident about, you know, feeling confident enough to, to feel like you, uh, you know, you want to, you want to reach out? Because I, Um, I sometimes, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I know what you're saying.
1: Yeah. No, it's I not think- just you. And that's the thing. I just think that I have a really strong set of shoulders, shoulders. Oh my God, strong se- <laughs> set of brains on my body. Like I don't really care what people think of me. And even at the beginning of my like uh YouTube career, it's not that I wasn't confident enough. Like I just genuinely didn't know that like I can make money at like a smaller, you know, number. So I was like, oh, like whatever, like I'll just do free work, like whatever. But it was never a confidence thing. But I do know that so many people struggle with just having the confidence in their work to reach out to brands and I've proven many times like uh, I used to or like I kind of still do it but like YouTube consulting so people will reach out to me they'll pay me like for you know helping them like with their YouTube and just like starting and like figuring out where to go from here and they were like hey I want to get like my first brand deal I don't really know how to go about that I don't know if I can and she had like 1,000 something. And I was like, no, just reach out. And so I, you know, referred them to Hero Cosmetics. I didn't tell Hero Cosmetics that I was having someone reach out, but I like helped them write an email to them and they sent them free products because I mean, obviously there are, they are a smaller, you know, uh, audience. So they were like, okay, like, yeah, we'll definitely send you this. And she was like, I don't even want to get paid. Like, I just want to know that like a brand can send me stuff, you know? And so she wasn't as confident either, but now it's like, okay, I actually can have brands reach out to me. I just knowing that you are like capable of it, shows that you can possibly do it you know so yeah it's not a confidence thing but again I do know that so many people struggle with that imposter syndrome of just like I don't think my content's good enough but I'm like you have to know that your content's good enough otherwise then brands won't see that either you have to think that you're the shit like honestly like from none not from an arrogant way but just like knowing that your content is worth being paid for like worth that you know you're worth being sent free stuff you have to know that otherwise brands will not see that either because they're like you don't even believe in yourself like you have to believe in yourself even if it's fake you might even have to fake it like fake it fake your confidence like I know it's so intimidating for me to like walk into a room of like 500 other girls who are like auditioning for the same role as you, you know, but you have to know that like what you bring to the table is different than anyone else's. And if they don't go with you for right now, you are destined for something else. Like you just have to remember those things. And obviously it's easier said than done because you just want to wallow in like, oh my God, like they didn't pick me or like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough. But like you, like every time one of those thoughts pop up, you have to like reverb it back to like, actually, I am good. Actually, I am worth it. Actually, like whatever, because once you can think about it from there that standpoint, nothing can break you. Like literally nothing can hurt you at all. And like, you just have to remember that so that you, you can be your best self for other things. Cause if you let rejection and if you let not feeling confident enough or not feeling good enough, like get to you, you're going to feel that. And like, how are you going to make it in any industry if you don't see your worth, you know? So I know you kept saying like, Oh, I struggle with imposter syndrome. And I'm like, here you are with a podcast, like inviting guests and like reaching out to people and like, whatever. And like, I said I mean, yes to you I because I saw your. I saw yeah, <laughs> but that's but but you have to know that like you're also yeah. worth everything that you want. Like even if it's right now, like or maybe in the future, like maybe you feel like you're not worth getting a million dollar brand deal right now, but like just know that like you will be in the future. And once you can accept that, you just have to like walk around with that confidence because it can be so easy to like be so hard on yourself. I mean, I'm a perfectionist myself. Like I'm always like, oh, like I don't think that video was good enough, or like, mm, like whatever. Mm. But like on a grand scale of things, it's like I'm you still have to know that your work is good enough so that, you know, others can see that too. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I would say that I'm, like, kind of, for me, I think, like, my work is good and I'm confident in my work and I know Mm -hmm. that I'm doing my best. But then um, it's, you know, stupid because I kind of start to imagine how other people, you know, you know, the brands see me and I feel like, Ooh, maybe, you know, I see myself well, but maybe they don't. And it's stupid. And I know I shouldn't do that. And, and I'm fighting with that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that I'm becoming aware of, which is, I think the first and most important thing to just know that it's bullshit and, you know, you're just imagining things. Um, it's all so, in your head. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, what has helped me, uh, is, you know, writing down my thoughts. And, and I also know that you are a big fan of journaling and I've seen you yeah. also, you know, doing, uh, it a lot in doing it a lot in your videos. And, um, I am still in search of the best way to write. I, I think I could put it uh, like that because, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people, Cannot see the benefits of journaling because you know they do it wrong usually uh, because they yeah. think that you know it's it's that you write what you're doing today or uh, what what you know who you met or what do you feel and and I think journaling can be really helpful but you should just do it in a smart way and could you speak a little bit about how uh, has your journaling practice changed and how do you write for success?
1: Mm -hmm. So journaling, I'm a big believer in manifestation. It's whatever you choose to believe in. And I completely respect, you know, all religions, whatever anyone believes in, but any like law of attraction is a real thing. Like, I feel like so many people are like, oh, I don't believe in that. But like, it's an actual like law of the universe that like makes sense like it's science like there's kind of no denying it but you can choose not to believe in it but it also is like gravity like if you choose not to believe in gravity that's on you but it exists you know so like law of attraction works in that sense and when people kind of shove it away and it's like oh well like that's like which stuff i don't even know i don't know why people think that but like it really is just as simple as the things that you think about like will manifest into fruition and like you have to understand that in order to see that anything that you want is truly possible and that sounds cheesy and that sounds so like eh, like right off the bat because it's like oh like how am i supposed to like earn a million dollars right now or whatever but like people just don't people just don't know how to use it and like same thing with journaling so journaling for manifestation and like kind of you know embodying what you want like that's something that's so difficult for people because a lot of times people don't know what they want like you may think you know what you want but you don't you're influenced by all the people that you see on your feed or whatever like do you really want to become a youtuber or is that something that you think that you want like i know for sure that i love content creating otherwise i would have quit like years ago you know like honestly so I know that I love this, but that's not for everybody. So you have to understand what you want in order to attract that. Otherwise, you're just going to be kind of sending mixed signals to whatever you believe in, to like, you know, like everything on this planet is energy. Like, if you think about it, we're not really like, we're just energy. Like, if you break us down to our smallest form, like you have to be almost quote-unquote vibing on a positive like wavelength otherwise if you're not you just kind of seem like oh like i don't know what i want and you stay in this neutral position when you could be really really good or if you're in a really negative mindset you're going to be attracting those things into your life as well and that scares people sometimes because when you tell someone like, Hey, you actually kind of have control over what happens. They're like, no, I don't like, you know, the universe has like smacked me with all these things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not worth it. I'm not good. I'm not. And I'm like the things you're saying right now coming out of your mouth is exactly what you're attracting. So you have to be careful with that. So in your writing, like when you're writing stuff, you have to act as if you already have it, like whatever it is you want, like, say you want to start your business this year, like, but don't write in your journal. Like, I want to start my business this year. You have to write. I'm so thankful for my business because Gratitude is the way to just combat absolutely everything. And when you write down the things that you want um, in a perspective that you already have it, you start to actually feel it. And you start feeling as if you already have it because the past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. All we have is right now in every single second. Like right now we have right now and right now we have right now like it's never oh yeah. like what like even though we plan for the future tomorrow it's just always right now time is not a thing like we're always in the now and if you can't focus on that like things won't kind of start manifesting for you because you're always planning for something in the future and the future doesn't exist like the future is not something that will come it's always right now so you have to act as if you already have whatever you want right now because it is like that's such a mind-boggling thing to think about but it's like what happened 10 years ago is kind of what happens like it's all in the same moment like it's the same thing like nothing yeah so when you so you can't really plan for the future because then it'll never come like stop planning for like oh the future like you have to act as if you already have it now even if you like say plan I don't know, like a vacation to Hawaii or whatever in like six months. Like, say you do that, like, yeah, you're planning for it, but it's like, it's also happening kind of in the same timeline, like right now, like on the skin of things. And you've already like imagined it. You've already planned your tickets. You've already, you know, picked out the bathing suits you're going to wear in Hawaii. And when you do all that stuff, you're kind of, you're like manifesting it into fruition. Like, you will be in Hawaii, like, whenever you go, you know? So, same thing with whatever you want. Like, if you want to start a YouTube channel, you have to be like, I'm so thankful for my YouTube channel. I'm so thankful for my family and our health. And like, I'm so grateful and when you start writing those things down you actually feel it in your body and I think sometimes people when they journal they don't feel anything they're just kind of like oh yeah like today was all right um yeah I really wish I wish I had a million dollars but like I know it's not gonna happen and I'm like you can't do that like that's not the way to journal you don't feel anything it's just kind of like you think you want a million dollars for what like why do you want a million dollars is there a specific reason or you just want to be rich like you know like do you want to help your family do you want to like give to people in need is there an underlying thing that you want to prove to yourself that you're worth a million dollars like why do you want it because people don't know what they want and they don't know why they want it and that's a huge problem so start with you know understanding what you want and then after that journal as if you already have that and it'll start manifesting into your life and you'll start seeing some crazy things you'll be like oh my gosh I cannot believe that that's even a thing Mm -hmm. and it starts happening it's crazy but it does
0: yeah so so you've said like gratitude is the way to to do Mm -hmm. achieve these things and to manifest and. I've been really interested in in how I can be more grateful um in 2020 that was like the big question um because I know that it is so so helpful um and I know that I know that I'm grateful for my friends and my family and the place that I can mm-hmm. but I that I call home but when I'm grow- going through something hard and Oh, I can yeah, just easily forget it. about that and mm-hmm. and just focus on the shittiness that I feel. But when you are feeling down, that's the most important time to be grateful and, and yes. remember that yeah. you have so much and you are so much. Uh, but I do struggle with with remembering um, to be grateful, even though I want to. And um, I know that you are also interested in, in this topic. So, so do you have any thoughts on how can we be more like grateful in the? on the daily basis mm-hmm. when when it's actually more intuitive to forget about all the things and all the people that we have in our lives of course
1: yeah i mean i even had a really shitty yesterday like yesterday was just not the best day at all i'm combating some mess with youtube and i'm like back and forth and back and forth and essentially there's just some things that like will just unfortunately be stuck on my channel like there's just so many things going on and i was you know in contact with youtube for like hours and hours and it was honestly the worst thing ever because so videos got removed like, from blocking, my
0: channel right your videos yeah to- They're like blocking
1: my videos and there's just so many i i have no idea what's going on it's for no reason i don't know if it's a glitch in the system but no one's been able to help and it feels so helpless because you know it makes you realize that like even though we create content for ourselves and we're making money and we're like making this our jobs that like we honestly don't have control at the end of the day on youtube because youtube is its own corporation and they can kind of do whatever they they want, even without explanation, so it sucks, Um, and this has never happened to me before, but it's happened twice in the past month, so it scares me. I'm like, well, what is my channel going to be? And I worry, and I worry, and I worry, and I had the worst day yesterday, like, the worst, Um, so I just... I just kind of wallowed in it and that's okay. Like that's something that I guess people like forget because when they're like, Oh, I'm trying to manifest things. I always have to be positive, but no, like the universe or whatever you believe in can sense when you're just kind of faking happiness. So stop what you can do instead of faking happiness is that even though you're in a sad place or sad time or like something's always super super bad for you and you're just not having it um you kind of want to almost sit in it and like us as humans we love being able to just like oh my gosh like what was me like i hate my life you know like and like we we love that for some reason we love drama with our own selves um but when you can just kind of step out of it and just be like whoa like i have a bed like i have a bed and like when you're kind of in the present moment and you're not thinking about oh my gosh like when is youtube gonna answer me like i just want that to happen been so bad like like you know and i was in that place yesterday i really was but i mean and that's okay but you don't you just have to realize that like, you have control over what you think. And we hate, we hate knowing that we have control because then we're like, Oh, well, is everything our fault? And like, it's not that everything's your fault. It's just, you truly are manifesting the things that you think of. So for me, I was continuing to manifest yesterday, just like bad thing after bad thing. And it had to take me taking the initiative to be like, you know what? I am so grateful that I even have a YouTube channel that I still have the opportunity to create. And even though my channel was blocked for a week for literally no reason, um, I can create content next week. And that. be okay and guess what if they strike me again and they take down another video i will post something else in two weeks after my channel you know and if not like i like i was talking to my sister yesterday i was like you know what? like if they really like want to take down my entire channel i will start one up all over again and that is so hard to say as someone who's like done this for five years i will start from ground zero again and do this all over again because i love it so much that like i don't care you know and so once you start feeling grateful
0: i will be that would be like uh, no, super like weird they,
1: if they but really they actually to take- can. I mean, they can. They can they can they can't do that but,
0: yeah but that's like so weird because your know you're, you're it makes like no perfectly, sense perfectly fine and why are they like focusing <laughs> i on don't know this completely you know normal happy awesome person who is uh-huh. just you know putting out you know just helpful videos i don't I mean, it sucks.
1: It sucks. I mean, yeah, it, it's awful to know that you really don't have control. But if that were to happen, I'm saying that I would definitely, you know, start it over because I would, I mean, I just love creating content. I wouldn't care. Um, but yeah, so it took a lot out of me. Like it takes more energy to be positive, honestly, because it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to switch up my mindset. You know, like I, ha- I can't be accepting this. And by the end of the night, like I was feeling great. Like my parents had also like went out and got me like my favorite like dessert and then they made it, you know? So like when they do something like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Like, I couldn't honestly ask for anything more. If YouTube didn't exist, I'd be so happy right now anyway. Like, you know, so like, why am I letting something that I literally have completely no control over, like, could like completely ruin my day, you know? So I had to get over it. And that's hard to do when this is your literal life and your job. And like, you feel like you have no control over anything. Um, but I had to, and that's hard to say, but I had to be grateful. And like, once you actually not fake grateful, but like actually feel grateful for everything. It really does trump over absolutely every negative thought that you feel, no matter how bad your situation is. Um, it, you really do feel grateful for all the small things and you're just present in the moment and you're just grateful for the TV show that you're watching with your family and just the dinner that you're eating and like every single bite of your food, you're just so grateful. And when you can feel that nothing can make you feel worse, like for real. So yeah, Yeah. not sure if I answered your question on how to like be more grateful, but it really is just about like, really centering yourself in every moment that you have like even during this podcast at some point I was like wow like thinking in my head I'm like I'm just so thankful that I'm like sitting here right now like you know my morning that's was so a little sweet. interesting but like you know like I'm just like well like Julia literally like found me on the internet and I'm just like thinking in my own like I'm always thinking these like things I'm like wow like I actually bought this microphone like with my own money and like I was able to you know have that money to invest in my podcast and like all the small things like the sheets on my bed right now and like the fan that's on like it's so hot in my room for no reason it's winter but it's hot in my room right now and I have the fan on like I'm so grateful and when you can think about stuff like that it just like it everything else bad goes away like I'm so hungry right now because I like woke up and like so many (laughs) random things have been going on but I'm like wow like I'm so grateful to even be hungry and know that there's going to be food like after I record this podcast you know like that sounds so dumb but it's like but it's true when you think about that it's like that's all that matters you know and like you just have to be grateful for the eternal now because that's all you have I think that uh, gratitude is kind of a, like a muscle.
0: So you have to practice it. And I'm um, yes, <laughs> just like thinking that if you forget about, I forget about being grateful, uh, the way to do that is to not focusing on the time when you forget to be grateful, but just feel the gratitude when you feel it and and really focus on it and and try to see how how it influences the way you feel the way you move the way you speak and really like try to notice everything about being grateful and then um that practice will just become so, you know, it, it will be like breathing. It will be easy and it will be like a default uh, setting and and being grateful, I think, um, is, is like a muscle. So so you have to just practice it. Um, You're very <laughs> I guess right. I just That's you know, so
1: true. You do have to I, practice it for sure.
0: I just, I think I answered my own question. I have to take my, taken yeah, my own advice it. because uh, actually, you know, I say all of these great and smart things on on the podcast or when i write and actually sometimes i just uh, catch myself um asking questions that i answered on on the show or in my articles and i'm like like shit you julia you
1: have no, to take you. your own advice i feel and you same
0: yeah well g that this has been such a pleasure and i'm so happy <laughs> that i had the chance to speak with you about all Me the too. things and you know, having someone to, to talk about the entertainment industry and, you know, starting an online business, I think it's very helpful for me. And I think for a lot of their listeners who are thinking about starting something new in 2021. And yeah, I just hope that, that we helped at least one person. That's like uh, my mantra on the show. Each time that I start, I, I say that I hope that the show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be, because that's really like my main goal with the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that there are some, some people who reached out to me and said that, yeah, you helped me, you motivate me, or you made me uh, think about running. And I never thought about starting running (laughs) because I talk so much about it. And it warms my heart because I just, I know that I I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. And when I have, uh, and they, you know, inspire me. And when I think that I can be um, a source of inspiration for others, it just makes me feel so good because I know I know how, how amazing podcasts can be in this way, you know, mm-hmm. that long, long format and the conversations and people who are really uh, vulnerable. And I think that that's great. Podcasts are great. I'm just, you know, rambling here, but I want to say that I'm just <laughs> no, so, i just so grateful. You. For this conversation. And I just want to, uh, I don't want you to, to be hungry uh,
1: anymore. So. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I'm good. Like I, I forgot about it until I brought it up, but no, I'm so good. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And I'm just, yeah, so grateful to be on this podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. So once again, all
0: of the information about Jada, her YouTube channel, her podcast, all of that will be uh, linked down below. If you, do you want to plug anything else?
1: oh sure i mean my uh instagram like you said is at jada jones with three s's and then my youtube channel is just jada jones it's blocked right now but it's whatever it'll be back (laughs) up soon but you can still subscribe i'm pretty sure it's not like taken down or anything um and then podcast is high key adulting i talk about all things adulting and i have guests on all the time um and i do tons of solo episodes as well and yeah that's about it for right now so yeah okay thank you bye thank you bye
0: So that was my conversation with the amazing Jada Jones. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And I hope you found some helpful advice in there somewhere as well. But now let's move on to the inside of this week, which I think is what we've talked about with Jada. This past week, I experienced some rejection and I had to deal with the disappointments that I had And with with rejection because I had some projects that I was hoping would happen, but they didn't concerning um, this podcast uh, mainly. And, you know, I forget in these kind of situations, I forget that uh, I value my work because, you know, usually on the day-to-day basis, I feel like, you know, I'm proud of my work. I'm proud of what I'm doing here and I'm proud of what I'm writing about and all these things. But when... I deal with rejection or silence when I want to reach out to someone or something like that. I just I just seem to forget, you know, that that my work has value and that I uh, that I'm proud of it. I just feel really shitty and I and I forget that you know i like my work actually and i try to change it which i think this is bad and i just know i just think that i will have to keep some post-it notes uh, as a reminder for myself to uh, remember that my work has value and i love it and no matter what other people say you know it doesn't change anything because i don't need i shouldn't need that assurance from others that my work has value because actually um that validation should come from within and actually i love it um so i guess what i'm trying to say is that what i've learned this week is that you know the thing that were people were telling me since i was the kid that i shouldn't care about what other people think or they do or if i am rejected or if i feel disappointed because actually if i value my work i should not care uh, what other people think about it Oh, that was a little bit rumbly. I'm sorry about that. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who listened to this episode. And I will speak to you in the next one. edited, and produced by Julia Sport. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the show notes or visit our Instagram page which is also attached in the show notes. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share it with your friends, either by just telling them, hi, this is the show that I'm listening to and you should listen to it as well, or you can also share it on your social media platforms. The other way to support us is to write a review and subscribe because that is making the show easier to find for others. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon.